Welcome to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Claudio and Steve will share their business and life experience to help you grow your business and improve your life. Here's Claudio and Steve. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Ralsano and Steve Mancini. Steve will be back next week, and as always, we look forward to that. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Uh, this man, number one, he never says no to me. Number two, I've been in his office in downtown Pittsburgh numerous times, and every time I'm there, there's people there that he's helping. You know, a lot of people say that they give and they help. But this guy's a giver. This guy helps. He's out in the streets. He's sincere. What do I always say? What did my mom always say? Never speak from the neck up. Speak from the heart up. And this man certainly does. He's the owner of Lee Davis Consulting. He's a mentor. He's involved in music, sports. I believe still SLG Entertainment. Mm-hmm. He does all kind of stuff. But more importantly than that, he's a great husband, great father. He's a great friend. Lee Davis. Lee Davis, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Man, it's a blessing to be here. Peace and blessings to everybody out there as well. Thank you. And it's a blessing to have you here, and I mean that. I, I meant when I say you're, you're a good man for sure. All right. Now, you can pay me for all those comments. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> tell us about your life growing up. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Uh, just tell us about that. Paint yeah. a picture. Wow. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Braddock, PA, in North Braddock, PA, uh, the Mon Valley, a great area. Um, spent some time in uh, Talbot Towers. If anybody out there from Pittsburgh remember Talbot Towers, down it's called the Bottom. Uh, the project's right next to the mill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, I had a, a, a great, a great upbringing. A lot of love, man. And of course, in that era, in that time, you know, the steel mill was still booming. They're still kidding. And so we had a lot of great people in that town, man. All walks of life, every type of race you can imagine. And and it was all love, man. So that's 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 how I grew up in Braddock, man. Beautiful. And you, of course, you know Braddock is known for sports, especially you know football. So that that was my you know my thing coming up. My my grandpops, my dad, everybody played quarterback in Braddock. So <laughs> did that you? Was my lineage. You don't look like a quarterback. Yeah. Well, you're a big man. I, actually, well, I'm, I'm I'm chubby now. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> no, but back in the day, I was a little bit lighter and, and can move a little bit uh, <laughs> better and faster. But, yeah, so um, I'm just from a, a, a great sports town, a great town with great people, man. So, yeah, Braddock, PA. How did that shape Lee Davis, the man today? Wow, man. Um, I had a lot of people that poured into me, uh, whether it was, you know, the, the average guy on the street to business people to family members. Uh, I just remember, you know, uh, hitting Braddock Avenue with my grandmother, man, on the weekends and just – you know, we would we would stop at people's houses. We would stop by the the, uh, the local uh, bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we did back that's then. Right. Sit on the stool. My grandmother would talk to her friends. Well, I eat some chips, have a soda. Then we was off to somewhere else, man. And um, we would get our shopping done. And uh, and that's that's really, I believe, was the catalyst for the community work that I do, because my grandmother was nice to everybody. Everybody knew her. She introduced me to everyone. And um, I, and then when you're when you're walking through the neighborhood, you you see things that you also say to yourself. You know what? If I ever get a chance, I would change that, mm. or I would help this person, or I put something here. And so I always took inventory of the people that I met and the even things back that I saw, then. even back then. Okay. And I believe that's where it started, because you know, um, even though it was a great town, it was always people that were struggling. There was, and I, and I told you, you know, I grew up in a project, so. 
you know, I, I saw people that were going through addiction and things that I didn't know really what they were as, as a young kid, but as I got older, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I think that's something I need to kind of help out with or help those folks along. And, and, I, and I knew what it's like sometimes to be hungry too, you know, and, and go building the building and get some bread from building C sure. and get some milk from building B. <laughs> and, um, but it was a beautiful time and, and a great era, man. And I, and I, and I believe that's, that's, that's what shaped me as far as a person and the things that I'm doing today. Now, in Swickley, we used to say, and I, I, I bet you Sam and Braddock, we used to have, if, if you did something wrong, <laughs> that parent would correct you, and and you'd hear they would hear about it. I mean, our parents were hearing mm-hmm. about it. like everybody. And the door was open, everybody, and everybody knew each other. Right. And like you said, like it was a street years ago. Well, it's still there. Walnut Street was a lot of different bars, mm-hmm. and we walked by. People say, "Hey, what's up?" Nowadays, it would be, "Oh, you can't walk by a bar." Right. But that's what shaped us. Everybody knew each other. Amen. There right. was no shock. You know, what I'm saying, where and no offense to anybody, but now if a kid. You know, walk by us like, oh, you can't walk by that bar. Mm-hmm. But that's what shaped us. And nothing was, we, I guess they called it street smarts, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. But, uh, again, nothing shocked us. Am I right in saying that? No, you're, you're spot on. And, you know, again, back in the day, that was allowed. If somebody corrected you, you know, or said something to you, you better not say anything back. You respected your elders and all day, Mr. Every day. And another thing, yes. we always said, Uncle, Uncle Lee, Uncle this. Everybody was right. your uncle on right. that. And an outsider would come, how's that guy your uncle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, right. You know, but it was a fun time, I'm sure. Man, it was a beautiful time. And and to explain that to my sons and, and some of the younger kids that I talked to or mentor, you know, and it was, see, here's the thing where we used to try to explain things and they had to try to visualize this. Now you can go click a button and see YouTube and they can see kind of yeah. some of these things that you're talking about, which in my eyes is the gift and the curse, right. <laughs> you know, because there's a whole lot of other garbage that they look at too. Sure. But now we can push a button and say, hey, this was your grandfather. This is the team I was talking about, Braddock. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody posted these videos from back in 1950-something. And you, and you can show them different um, eras and, you know, whether it's, how people were raised to fashion, to cars, to what have you, you know, you can have a really lively and, and intellectual conversation about a lot of things now. Sure. Now, when Lee Davis from Braddock, who saw everything and went through, mm-hmm. uh, Fran Tarkenton has a thing. He says, I had my hands in the soil. I just didn't study or read about it, right? <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. You might appreciate that. And it's in my book. My dad was talking to this lady about why the steel mills shut down. Mm-hmm. This lady was a professional student. That's all she, she had like seven degrees. Mm-hmm. And she's telling my dad, well, this is why they closed, Olindo. And my dad said, no, Mrs. Smith, they closed because of this. She said, no, no, they closed because of A, B, and C. My dad said, no, Mrs. Smith, they closed because of A, B, and C. She said, Olindo, I still remember her voice. She said, Olindo, I studied it. My dad said, Mrs. Smith, I lived it. Right. Okay, when you go back, and do your mentoring and talk to kids and talk to you you didn't study it. you lived it right. does that give you that much more cachet that's that much more power than some stranger yes um man you you hit it right on the nail right on the head these kids know whether you lived it or whether you just read it you ain't fake <laughs> right yeah. right and they they feel that you know your heart beating your pulse and and, and again if people remember my generation, I'm, I'm from the hip-hop generation, and I came up in the 90s, the gang and drug era, man. And, and that's when, you know, nobody knew what to do except lock you up. Or, or, you know, there was no treatment. There was no, 
um, therapeutic yeah. support, nope. any of that stuff. The 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 thing was just lock everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, what good does that do? <laughs> right, right. Well, we found out found out now that thirty years later, forty years later, that that didn't work, and that it was a terrible thing. Work, you know, right. but people had to go through that, and and the world had to, you know, see that happen. And and I believe, you know, I have no animosity in my heart. I have no ill will in my heart or any any of that. I believe that sometimes you have to go through certain things for somebody else to prosper. So you can look at that era and say, hey, man, that was wild. That was crazy what they did, the Reagan era, all these things, the Clinton era. But if you don't go through that, then you don't know how to service folks now, the younger generation who are going through these things that, you know, now we have a so-called, we have an example that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's good or bad, we can pull from that to help others now. And that's what I use. Role models have been incredibly important to me, starting with my parents, starting with my parents. But I've had so many that I, every single day of my life, I read or study uh, Greg Norman, the golfer, Magic Johnson, George Foreman, Alex Rodriguez, Mario Andretti, a lot of guys, their their business acumen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I'm being biased because I'm in sports and those guys are in sports, but nonetheless. uh, But who had major impact in your life? Uh, from an early age, uh, Mr. Reeves, Mr. Gene Reeves, matter of fact, he was a, a great ball player um, in Braddock, and he was part of that, that, that winning streak that they had. All of his brothers, and one of them actually went to the NFL. Um, uh, oh, for the man, e- for no. the For the uh, Redskins. Uh, Reeves, Kenny Reeves. Kenny Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Ken. So, but his brother, his older brother, had a, a store. Yeah. That was right by the projects, right across. So we went and got fresh vegetables. He would hire us for the summer, all these sort of things. So he was definitely a role model. And the first, well, I would say the second, um, and this is very important, black businessman that I had met. Now, the first one was my grandfather because he owned a barbershop in the neighborhood. Mm. So um, that's how I got to meet all the elders, listen to stories about Negro League baseball. And I, was, I didn't know any of that stuff was going to be that impactful at the time. Right. But as I got older... I was like, man, my grandfather, all these guys in the barbershop played. And you know what? I hate not to interrupt you. When, right. when, when, when those, that era of men and women tried to tell stories, and if I see kids, oh man, dismiss it. That bothers me. Oh uh, yeah. Because that, then that legacy, those stories are dead. Right. But see, you are keeping them going because it stuck to you. I'm sorry, right. but I had to make. No, that no, that's in. a great point. And and you know, I believe that we need more of that today. My, my grandfather and my dad and, uh, and, and the elders that were in that barbershop and in the community, they were, they were griots. They were the ones that kept those stories alive. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need more of that. But I, I thank God that I was able to see hardworking men, um, um, people that look like me that own some things, and then also seeing how um, other nationalities work with each other. So for me, being in business and dealing with certain, it, it doesn't, I, I know how to deal with everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Because I because saw it. Because we grew up with it. We exactly. saw it. It wasn't exactly. anything, exactly. you know, uh, nothing new. Like, okay, whatever. It's just because right. we were used to it. We were right. used to it. Right. And, and, and it was all love, man. And I didn't really, um, my, my first shock with, 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 with race stuff was when all the schools in my area combined to go to Woodland Hills. Mm. This was the first time, you see things on TV and you hear about history, but nine times out of ten, back in the day, you you, you brushed that off because you weren't there. You just heard about, oh, that was wild. But 
to see, you know, getting off of a bus at Woodland Hills and see people holding signs saying they don't want you here. I'm like, who are they talking about? Like, like yeah. it, that was, it was wild. And that was, that's the eight, late 80s. Yeah. So, which, which ain't that <laughs> long right, ago. It was just down around the corner, really. Yeah. So, and, and then it showed me, too, that after a while, after you get past that shock, because football really saved us, Woodland Hills, we should have had a movie. You remember, remember the Titans? Of course. That's how we were. Yeah. Same. When Same. I seen that movie, I was like, that was Woodland Hills. Right. And all the football players came together, and we really helped the school out, yeah. you know. Um, but, uh, you know, going through that and um, then realizing, like, hey, this isn't just a race thing. This is, this, is, this is about economics because my white friends from Churchill are treating my white friends from Braddock differently. Mm. And I was like, then I started realizing, like, this, yeah. this isn't just about race. This is about It's about the color green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, but all of us on the football team, we really had really good conversations about all this as young men. You know, how are we going to galvanize? How are we going to work together and not and, and block out all this mess that we're hearing? You know, and so we did that. And and I have some some really great friends that came out of that, that I, you know, if we didn't merge, I wouldn't know some of these guys. So, you know, two things happened out of that. We got a better education, <laughs> you know, which at that time I didn't know that was important. I just right. knew what I knew. But to see the teachers and everybody come together at some point, and, and we were in a great atmosphere once we got past all that, you know, signage stuff. And then, like, again, I'm still friends with guys 40, 30 years sure. later that I would have not met if, if we didn't merge. And, and that was a beautiful thing, man, to see how we still laugh and joke to this day. Yeah. Do you think – you mentioned race. I get mad at the media oh, yeah. because they throw <laughs> – gas on the fire and they and they yeah. stir up stuff and that and, and I said this before nothing fills my heart more when people get together nothing deflates it when they they pull apart mm. and the media just wants them to pull apart yeah do, do you think that they make things worse yeah I, I do to a certain not everybody extent. not everybody but yeah I, I think and it also it depends on who you are as a person like for instance I don't want to throw my wife out there but you know, if, if you're watching certain shows, at some point, that spirit rubs off on you. I no believe doubt. that wholeheartedly. And no doubt. You see what color shoes I got on? Why? Joe Namath. <laughs> Joe Namath always wore white Broadway shoes. Joe, right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so th- those, you have to have the right people have influence on you. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're no, right. And so I, I say that to say that, you know, my, my, my wife, super intelligent, Businesswoman, very nice lady. Jamita, very yes. nice, right, yeah. right. But I have to, I have to tell her like, hey, don't watch too much of this because I don't want this rubbing off on yeah. you. This is fantasy land, and even though we have people that are super intelligent, you still can be influenced by certain no spirits and evils, and no that's doubt. what I just believe. And so I, I don't want anybody, even kids, you can't watch certain things, but for so long. If if I let you watch that, now if I do, I'm going to monitor it. You know, yeah. and that's that's even with my my staff and anybody that's around me. There's certain people that I, I, I can't allow you to be around if I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, hey, you might not want to be around this person because I know, you know, what they'll bring to the table or detract from you. And so, I, I I wholeheartedly believe in holding not just myself accountable, but other people around me, on whatever level. You know, whether it's watching something or being around something, and uh, and that's not to say that we're all perfect. You know, no. but. You know, we all want to see somebody do well and be around. That's what I tell these young these young cats that I that I mentor. It's not about you. You know, when you go out here and do some of this illicit stuff, 
It's going to affect your parents. It's going to affect your neighborhood. Um, now, you may say to yourself, I don't care. I don't, I, 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 but it's not about If you tell me that you loved your parents, grandma, whoever's raising you, then you got to live for something else other than you. Now, let's start from there. Now, Alex Rodriguez had a great quote. He said, there has to be somebody in your life that you don't want to disappoint. Right. And and that ain't you. It has to be. For me, it was always my parents. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to disappoint my parents. Even to this day, and they've both passed. I believe they still see me and all that. I don't want to disappoint them. And now it's my wife and my daughter. And, right. and you know, and, and my parents raised me right, okay? Mm-hmm. And an old Italian saying, the fish thinks from the head. Mm-hmm. If it's bad up top in business, if the president, if the, in, the, yeah. in politics, if everything, doesn't matter. If it's bad up top, it trickles down. If you have bad ideolo- ideology or uh, whatever it is, and you're going to teach your kids that, it's that cycle. Right. You know, I try to promote the good cycle. My parents gave me good stuff. I gave it to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that statement? And that's absolutely on point. My grandmother, my parents, everybody that was around me. And I will say this. I had a great upbringing. Whether it had money or no money, it didn't have, that didn't have anything to do with the upbringing. Um, so the, the decisions that I made as, as an adult were based on my decisions, on my selfishness. You know, and so that's why I give it to these youngsters raw because I'm telling them, hey, man, I, you've been there, I've been there, all, we have all been there, youngin'. We're going to give you the playbook. Now, whether you want to use this playbook Excellent or lean to your own point. understanding, that's up to you, but you cannot say that we didn't give you these tools. Right. There is no – That's learning the hard way or the easy way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, No. And, and, and I always say, even with my staff, when you come to the table, if we're working on a project, there's no problems, only solutions. Now, if you have a problem or there's an issue, let's talk about it, let's work through it, but th- we're not going to end with the problem. That's We're not just going to throw our hands up, the problem is the problem. No, 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 no. We're going to work through this. Because a lot of times there is a solution to something, but, but, but sometimes you need other eyes on it. You need somebody else's brain on it. You need to walk away from it for a minute and come back to it. You know, but I, I, I just I don't like let, let these youngins have excuses, man. Well, I come from so-and-so. Well, guess what? So did this guy. Right. So did that. You got 100 other kids that come in the same neighborhood. Why are they doing okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? So – I don't, I don't let them fall into all that because I had this and he had that or she did. No, 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 it, You know, and I always say, for an example, some of these kids that go to Woody High still that come from some um, impoverished neighborhoods and they're in my alternative class and we're going through some workshop stuff. And I always ask them, where are you from and who do you love? And they go through this thing and I say, well, why are you in here? And they'll give me all these other answers, but they won't say because of themselves or something that they did or, or a move that they made. And so I'm like, man, we, you know, first of all, no, no problems, only solutions, and we'll start from there. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to, to do the deficit thing, you know, when people start talking about, well, I didn't have it. No, 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 right. no. Tell me what you do have. Yeah. Don't tell me what's not in the community. Tell me what you do have in the community because there's a lot of resources and things naturally that you have that you may overlook or, or just don't want to go down that road because somebody's going to hold you accountable. So you want to go to the other side of the street and do whatever they're doing. Because Mr. Lee is going to say something to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, I'm going to jump around here because I could, I could talk to you all day. But th- this might be a little bit – knowing you how I know you, you're a big man, strong man, but you're also, you also care. Man. Have you ever not lost anybody in the sense of passing, but lost anybody that you just couldn't reach them? You tried, Lee. You, you exhausted yourself, and you just couldn't 
because it's, it's happened to me. Uh, you know, you try to reach somebody, you give everything you can, and it just didn't grasp. Did that ever happen? Yeah. And how did you I, deal with it? Man, I've had several people that I've lost like that, you know, whether it's death, you know, literally death, or mental, mentally, you know, just didn't check in anymore, just went, you know, a certain direction after you poured so much love and, and knowledge into somebody. Um, it, it, it hurts more because... You, you usually see something in somebody that 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 makes that that was in you you know what I mean you kind of connect right. with somebody and you're like man this guy reminds me of myself man so much and and not not to say that you don't pour into other people but there's certain people yeah. that you just connect man, with whatever, connect with yeah. and and when you lose them you know and and you know I got a, a young man right now that's that's in the county that's probably gonna do a lot of time you know, in, in that 60 seconds, I always tell people, it only takes 60 seconds to mess your whole life up or to shatter somebody else's life yeah. and to hurt your family. And, you know, my thing is, we, we again, there's no problems, only solutions. We'll work through it, and everybody deserves a second chance in my mind. Um, but forget my emotion or my part of this because, you know, sometimes we had a Superman syndrome. Oh, I'm going to help everybody. Yeah. I, whatever I put out there, they're going to listen and That's they're right. going to be great. And, I, and then when that doesn't happen, you realize, man, <laughs> I'm not God, <laughs> you know. Um, That's why, how I you separate. Like you said, you told, you tell people, you told Jamita, you told other people, don't watch this because it'll affect. How do you turn it off is not the right word, but how do you go home? Balance, yeah. How do okay. you balance it? How do you so balance it? Well, I, I, I read a lot. Um, I, I cherish my alone time. <laughs> I really do. I, I just recently, the past couple of years, learned, you know, self-care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're so worried about everybody yeah, else. Yeah, we come from a generation of go, go, yeah, go. Yeah. And, and, and so me learning some of these new things has helped me immensely. It's I never bring my, and, and, and Jamita will tell you, I don't bring any of that home. Once I get through the door, I don't even talk about what happened. How hard is that? It's, it, for a while, it was very hard. But the past few years, but, but you know what that comes with, too? Trusting people around you. You know, if you're training people or if somebody is, is, is taking the mantle up and they want to do this work or whatever this work may be, you got to trust that they're going to do it, that you don't have to be on top of everybody and everything and know everything. You know, when I close the door, I trust my team got whatever's going to micromanage. Out there. Yeah, I, 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 I had to learn not to be that guy. <laughs> it's hard though, <laughs> right? It's hard. It's, it's hard. There's only so many Lee Davises. You can, you have to have extensions. Right, and and by the grace of God, man, I have some great people around me. And and, and again, you know this. I was a quarterback. I was the point guard. So I'm used to addition. Yeah, and now you know I, I feel really comfortable with. You know, sometimes just coming off the bench. <laughs> you know, hey, y'all got this. If y'all need me, call me. But I'm gonna be over here. Remember, Bob, maybe it's a poor analogy. Remember Bob McAdoo? Is that what yeah, you know, basketball yeah, player? Yeah, yeah. He was a stud and a half for the B Buffalo and, and the Knicks. He went to the Lake. He didn't win a championship. Went to the Lakers. What was he? Off the bench. Yep. He said, hey, "It's my role now." Bill Walton mm -hmm. was a star and a half. He goes yes. to the Celtics. Off the bench, yeah, that's his role. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now I, I talked about your. You've been involved in music and sports and entertainment. Talk a little bit about the, how you got involved in music, sports, and entertainment. Well, it, it initially started um, in North Braddock when my parents moved to North Braddock and, and, and bought their first house. Um, I had a lot of family up there, but I had a cousin who 
He was a great cousin, man. Really smart. He went on to to graduate from um, I want to say Yale. Yeah, I think Yale. No, Dartmouth. Let me. That, that might get it, shot. Either one I say, ain't bad. Right. I know they don't like you, it. Exactly. Yeah, right. So let me get it right, Dartmouth. But um, when I was in junior high, he was in high school, and they used to use my my garage as a like a party spot. Uh. So they would, you know, I would, as a kid watch how people would come pay, go in the garage, they had the DJ, all this stuff going on. I was like, man, you could really make money off of this? This is crazy to me. And saying I'm a kid looking at this like, man, I want to do this one day. Sure. So I picked up on that. And then, you know, fast forward, um, as a, and, and I won't say fast forward, but a little, around that same time, I was in the break dancing and pop locking and all that. That was a big thing right. back oh, then. Yeah. And so I would go battle these guys downtown. I'm from the Mar Valley. At that time, that was a big thing, to catch the bus all the way downtown. But the hip-hop culture, you know, it brought us together. And I would go down and battle these guys and make money. And I was like, man. So I'm starting to just pick up on certain things. Fast forward to college, I start throwing parties. Um, and then I realized players were some players were more popular than others. Oh, you want to see Major Harris? Oh, okay, he'll be here. But you know, I mean, yeah. I put that out there. <laughs> so I, I learned, Use it. yeah, exactly. I learned this, how the celebrity thing moved. Yeah, you know, but that's how it started, man. And then I, after that, um, I started uh, when I left West Virginia. I went to Waynesburg for a minute, but then I got into um, promoting parties and concerts and event planning. And as I was doing those things and bringing the, uh, the national acts in town, I would get to meet managers and all this stuff. And then they would hit me and say, hey, Lee, uh, we were trying to do a party in so-and-so city. You think you can come out here and set that up for us? Or, you know, hey, so-and-so artist needs a manager now. We keep hearing your name. You think you could co-manage with somebody or manage? So that's how I got to know the celebrities and get in that way. Right. And then, I, you know, I went on tour with New Edition and, and, uh, and, a, and a hip-hop icon rapper named Rakim. And, sure. Um, I, I did so many. Lil' Kim, you, you you can name all the ones from the 90s that blew up. I did a lot of their promotion and marketing. And then record um, labels and uh, radio stations would hire me and my team to promote and market these artists. And so I started getting gold records. and pl- I didn't even know anything about that. So it was coming in the mail like, oh, wow. <laughs> so... Um, I just built up those relationships, man. Then I eventually started my own record label because uh, I saw the talent in Pittsburgh and, and they weren't really, you know, uh, getting a fair shake at the industry. It was more New York. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you already know. New York and L.A. LA. ruling everything and then down south. So I started an indie record label and had about seven acts on it from all over the city and uh, ended up having the first artist on uh, in Whammo history to be in rotation as an indie artist. How hard so was said, that? that? It was hard. I had to, you know, footwork, uh, promoting and marketing, not only that, paying for studio time. Um, See, people might think, oh, he's throwing parties, he's got a record label. It's oh, not man, easy. It's a lot it, of it was said then. one time. Well, it <laughs> still is probably because yeah. there's so much competition. They said, I forgot who it was, but he said, uh, I, I had, I was, a, I was a millionaire. But then I started a uh, no, I was a multimillionaire and I started a record label. Now I'm a millionaire because <laughs> he lost money because there's a lot of money a lot you have to front of money, up. Man, a lot of money uh, was lost. It's a risk. It, it, it is, and you know, it, but if you believe in yourself and believe in the artist that you have, you you know that's the risk you're going to take. And but I've again doing doing all of that. I met so many different people in the industry behind the scenes, you know, because when you come into it. You just think rapper, producer, party. But then you don't know there's the manager, 
there's um, there's also uh, an engineer. There's all these different people in the industry that you start to realize, wow, it takes a machine to make this happen. A machine, that's the word. And especially back then. Now guys can go put something up tomorrow. If they make a rap today or a song tomorrow, it can go right on up. And you just let it do what it do. But we didn't have Instagram and all that stuff back yeah, in the day. True. You had yeah. to really get out here and promote and market. Would you say that – I have an idea what you're going to say. Would you say the reason why everybody came to you in my opinion, it was because they trusted you. Amen, right. Do you remember Absolutely. Jack Bogut? Yes, Kenya? yes. He used to say, uh, you can read all the sales books you want, but here's here it is right here. Build the trust, ask for the service. If they trust mm-hmm. you, it, it, you got them. And, and I, they and obviously trust you. That's what it is. Them. And that's what I teach, too, when, I, when I'm talking to, you know, whether it's the kids at Google, um, high school, college kids that I talk to, when we talk about business, the first thing I say is people are, are investing in you. Exactly. You can have whatever business you want, but if they don't trust you or mess with you, then they ain't going to do business with you. Again, forgive me, Alex Rodriguez always says, I bet on the jockey, not the horse. Mm-hmm. It's the person. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that, and that's what has served me well to this day. Now, how about the uh, the sports part of it? I know you're involved in some mm-hmm. sports even now. Well, Well, all of that – led into the sports thing, you know, because they go hand in hand, especially in, in the African-American community. You know, the music guys want to be the sports guys, the sports, sports guys, guys want to be. That, right? And that's just how it's always been. And so, so, so many music people introduced me to uh, athletes and all this stuff. And the next, you know, I started managing athletes and or giving them advice on what they should do and not do. And um, it was just, it, it just, formulated or came together just like that you know I mean it was kind of you know um, in certain people's eyes it was two separate worlds but in my eyes it was the same entertainment as entertainment you know sure. and and so and then people was calling me just for advice on on life stuff <laughs> you know hey Mr. Lee I got this going on man boom 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 and I would just give them hey you might not want to do this tell her to go here let this guy go here <laughs> right. it, oh okay thanks you know then that that word spread Hey, you might want to call Mr. Lee, this guy in Pittsburgh. Because they trust you. There they you like go. you. There you go. And and I started off not wanting anything, you know, because in my mind, it was just in my heart to help somebody. Oh, well, you know, Mr. John Lucas told me to give you a call. The, the basketball yeah, John yeah, Lucas? Yeah, you know, okay. so we, we dealt wow. with some players and all that together. Okay. And then I realized I, I probably could make this a business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so hey. that's usually how you all You got to eat, started. too, my exactly. mom used to say. Milk, you got to pay for milk and uh, bread and everything. You have a family. Right. So. And things grew organically like that, but I, I had the trust of so many people that when I did start the business, it just flowed naturally, and people were just willing to come on and help, and you know, and so yeah, I, 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 it's it's always a relationship thing. Anything, all this, even even when I'm doing the violence prevention work, it's about relationships, you know. And and I'm good in a lot of neighborhoods, and that's why schools call me, you know, parents call me, and um, what I do is though I I make sure that. I train or talk to some of these natural resources in the community. Let them know, hey, I'm not here to take anything over. I'm not here to, you know, you're here to be a plus. Yeah, I'm here to help, you know, the situation out. And this is the this is the situation. This is what I was called for. Do you know what's going on here, and how can I assist you in getting this, you know, resolved? You know, and so with that, you start to meet young people or even elders that when they meet you, they think they know everything, and then they say, hey, man, Lee just taught me 
or he showed me a different way or, or connected me to these people and that's how another friendship starts and yeah. then they trust you that way and next thing you know they're saying your name in other spaces you know right and so yeah trust is big man that's for sure now is that the lee davis consulting business under that umbrella everything or yeah well under lee davis and associates consulting that's more business consulting startup help um business d- development there's just so many things under but it's all connected to business sure. um but with with and under that umbrella and part of the consulting is the violence prevention work as well yeah. you know um and then personally and through the business we'll invest in other people other young people that have ideas that just need a few bucks or they just need some um just help a word a connection you know and so i, I learned the, the important of importance of equity because <laughs> you know? yeah. there's That's some ideas sure. that i that that we you know we 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 invested in that turned out to be super big but you know, instead of saying, hey, give me the money, no, nah, just give me 2% of that. Yeah. You know, because I'm, right. I'm not greedy either. You know, yeah. we'll have our hand in 30 different companies at 2 to 5%. And, and, and I tell everybody, my model has always been, if we start the company or I get be a part of this company, you get 90% of the money. 85, whatever that may be. All I want is 5 or 10, whatever that may be. I just did that myself a couple weeks ago. With yeah. that. You know who? I, Shaq. Yeah. Did that with a lot. 1% here. Three percent there, and then you're talking zillions. I, I forgot what company it was, but he he got three percent equity, and I forgot how many zillions of dollars he got from <laughs> See? it. It's smart, yeah. 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 And 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 the thing again, it starts from the heart. When you don't want to harm somebody, and you really want to see somebody do well, that's how you approach it. Right. You know, but but like to your point earlier, okay, I'm gonna give you connections. I may give you money. I may do whatever. It just it's only right for me to eat too, whatever that little yeah. piece is. Yeah. You know, but I want you to be fine. I want your family to be good. More importantly, I want you to set the stage for somebody else. What they, what they call that? Play, play it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it, pay it forward. forward. Now, got to talk about your wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and normally, because they know how I am about this, because that's the only part of my life that I keep to myself. Because if you ever notice, if you see my social media page, I'm always trying to share, inspire, and empower others and talk about some, some crucial or hard things sometimes. But I never show my family. I never do either. I, never I keep do that either. to myself. I Me keep too. it. That's and so um, family is is awesome. Uh, wife doing very well. Uh, you know, she just author. took a yeah, author. She's writing her second book right now. We're gonna have her on my show again yeah. then when she's done. Good, good, good. <laughs> she's she she puts that work in, man, and um, she's an executive at Ralph Lauren, and so she's doing well. My kids are great. You know, my one son is a is a, a chef. The other one is an Emmy winning uh, videographer, photographer, skater. You know, you know these kids do all that stuff sure. now, man. Um, so everybody's good, and like I always say, if, if my family's good, I'm good. I'm gonna get you in trouble, <laughs> and I'll I'll be blunt here. My daughter, okay, her school stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my wife credit for that. Right. But the other stuff, <laughs> old Claude here. What what would you say for your kids? Is it more Jimmy or you? Uh, you know, as a as a dad, he's stuttering always, now. As a dad, we always say it's us, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I think it's a balance, though. I, I'm the I'm the risk taker. I'm the man. I don't care what we're going to jump off this. Yeah. You know, she's more. Hold on. Let's do. We, is the parachutes? Is the parachute working? Or a matter of fact, I don't even think y'all need to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you no. Know? So it, it's it's a healthy balance, and, and and you know, my daughter, 
She was the CMU. She, yeah, she was the academic one that you know Shady Side Academy, Hampton, CMU, married the the genius husband out the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? I knew she got married. Yeah, she yeah, she got married. She's been married, I think, two years, going on three years now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she she did the whole. My son's you know gone, come back, go over here, come yeah, back, yeah. dude. You, that's how you know. That's how we do it. <laughs> that's all right. But it's all love, man. Be, before some questions that I me want to know, goals for Lee Davis as in business, as a mentor, and as a man? Well, um, as a mentor, my goal is to, you know, see some of these young men that I that I mentor um, really put their plan and their goals and dreams and aspirations, you know, out there. Don't hold them in. Don't think somebody's going to laugh at them or whatever. Let's put them on the table see how we can make a plan to, to get you to where you need to be. Whether it's, you know, something in school or something in business or just, you know, sometimes now I'm dealing with some of these young men that's trying to navigate the relationship thing, you know, with their girlfriend and all this stuff. That's 15, yeah. 13 years old, man, that's, that's kind of <laughs> where it's at now. Right. And every goal and aspiration revolves around that. Right. <laughs> so, But, yeah, just to keep working with these youngsters, man, and um, letting them know that, you know, there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, because yeah, exactly. Because I deal with a lot of young men who have been cast away, who have been underdogs that people thought couldn't do something, or they're looked at as the bad kid. And so that's that's my niche. That's who I go after. That's who I love. Um, and so that's my hope for that. As a man, um, just keep providing opportunities for for again those that may not see or have an opportunity. Um, and, and keep living and, and walking, and and I don't know, you know, how this show is, but I'm a believer, you know, I, I sure. believe in the body, and so um, I walk that walk as much as I can. I, I talk about my faith and how powerful it was for me to um, get back to my spiritual self, uh, and, and so you know, I, I know in some of these things, places I I talk, whether it's college schools. You can't say that. Well, you probably don't want me to talk. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, we probably need to pass on me because <laughs> right. I'm going to bring that in somewhere. Sure. You know, because I believe we're missing that. We're missing the spirit no out here. Um, no uh, and, and as far as business, my goal in the next five years is to really retire early, man. Because I got a lot I don't of picture you retiring. I, I know. And that's why, you know, I always tell people, that I'm probably going to play the Godfather role. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna leave all this stuff to whoever's going to handle right, it. Right, right. But if you need me, I'm just here. holler. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I'm gonna try to learn golf. I'm gonna try to learn something. I don't know, pickleball, something. You know what? I, I, I don't know. What, three, four years ago, whatever. Because you know me, I do a thousand things, right? Right. I said one day I'm gonna do nothing. But what, they had a marathon on. On uh, I'm interested in the Kennedy. Oh, I love that stuff. stuff. I love right. all of that. I said, it was like four hours, right? I said, I'm going to sit down and watch it. My wife was working. My daughter was at school. You know how long it lasted? Seven minutes. Because I started getting <laughs> itchy. Because I felt like I wasn't being productive. Yeah. You know, My mom used to call some people who did nothing a piece of meat with eyes. <laughs> you got to do something. And I don't picture you being a piece of meat with eyes, brother. I think you're going to yeah. be doing something. It, probably. Because even now, man, I, I sit around and... I'm always, what's the next thing? What's yeah, the next exactly. thing coming? What's what, next? You know, exactly. What can I learn or be on top of and show somebody else or exactly. or learn from somebody else what the next thing is? And Chuck Noll, after the Super Bowl, uh, they said, oh, you're going to, well, worried about next year. Mm. 
next championship. Mm-hmm. That's me. I people say, "Oh, Claudia did X, Y, and Z." I think I can do better. Mm-hmm. Greg Norman, all the success he's had, four hundred million dollars plus. He said he feels he's only accomplished twenty five percent of what he can accomplish. I said, "Damn, if that's all he can accomplish." Or you, 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 you look at a guy again uh, like Magic Johnson. Well. God, what else can he do? Mm-hmm. But he, he just bought the uh, part owner of the uh, Commanders. Right. Okay. Right, he right. was he did all kind of things with Starbucks and the Dodgers and movie theaters. He just mm-hmm. kept building, building, doing more, doing more, doing more. And that's that's why these guys inspire me right. to, to, to do more. But um, uh, okay, now some personal stuff here. How do you deal with adversity, Lee Davis? Uh, you know, first of all, it starts with. Um, seeing going through and being resilient you know what i mean early on in life you ain't gonna really know how to handle certain things if you haven't been through them you know i mean so i've seen a lot of things growing up you know and i've been to close to 200 funerals of homicide victims i lost my brother to homicide and seven first cousins and so that part of it you know you're either going to take the pain and shrivel up and leave or get out the game whatever you want to call it or you let that pain push you to greatness so I, I learned to take that pain, and, 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 and if people paid attention to my life, every time I've lost somebody, I went and started something new. I did something. You know, like it, when my brother died, I, I got into the violence prevention work and went into that heavy. I had a cousin die, we, st- we started entertainment stuff. Another cousin, I started, you know what I mean? I always poured into something else or created something in their name. That's good, okay. Yeah, you know? honor them, okay. Yeah, it, or, or just pretty much did community work when 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 people some people get depressed when a certain time comes around I always tell them the, how you feel is how you feel but what you do with that pain anger depression is something different go help out a food bank go you know give some things to the kids go say a word tell tell your story to some you know what i mean pour Impact. into something that somebody else right. don't let it put you in the corner and no give out give it give it out you know, and so that that's how I, I've been able to really maintain and, and, and keep a good, healthy balance. And, 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 and even with saying that, there's times, and I tell my kids this, you know, that I talk to at the alternative school because they've lost so many people now. I'm like, hey, man, there's days I'm, I'm in my office alone. There's days I might be at a red light and just start crying, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I cry. Uh, sure. It used to be, you know, we come from an area, you don't cry, man. You suck it up. <laughs> that's right. You know, but, but now, like, as I get older. That's okay. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I tell these little dudes, man, it's all right to cry, man. You, oh, hey, if you feel so inclined, don't worry about who's around or nothing, man. I don't care. You might look at me at the red light. I'm balling. Like, but if somebody loves you, they'll, they'll cry with you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. With you. How about dealing with dumb people? I don't mean <laughs> dumb as for bad people, idiots. You, you know what? Again, man, everybody deserves grace. <laughs> it took me a minute to learn that, but even in you know, because you're gonna you're gonna meet people that are who they are. You know, I mean, whatever walk of life they come from. But I always, you know, when you smile, you lead with love, man. One thing I've learned, and if you give grace, I've seen people start out. Yeah, and and if you depend on your tone and how you handle it, next thing you know, y'all laughing together, or they're like, you know what, I was being a, <laughs> without me even have to say that to them, they just realize, you know, I was just being an a hole, and um, you know, you're right, Mr. Lee, we could probably do this a different way. You know who handles people really good? 
smoking Jim Frazier. Yeah. I, I, he has that <laughs> demeanor about him that he just won't get mad at you. He may be deep down, and I love and respect Jim, and I wish I could be more like that. Mm. Remember Chuck Daly, the basketball coach yeah. for the Pistons? He had a great saying that I try to live by when they said, Chuck, how did you coach a team with Dennis Rodman, Rick Mahorn, Bill Lambert, Isaiah Thomas, all these different – he said, bad memory – Lousy hearing and poor eyesight. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that in coaching <laughs> and in life, but, boy, it's hard. Nah, it, 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 it can hard. be. But, again, as you get older, there's some things that you, you're going to see play out over and over again. Now, the first time, you might be angry. Second time, you might be upset a little bit. Third time, you're like, okay, I see. I've, I've seen this before. Fourth time, you know what, man, it's okay. You know, I get it. <laughs> so, you don't, so years ago you're saying if something – Stupid, or somebody start dogging you a little bit. You you ready to flip yeah, out? And now it's just man, get the hell out. Yeah, of here. now it's like, hey man, you know, I, I get it, and and I'm kind of like you. I'll give a story. I remember when so and so, same situation, because sometimes people think that they're the only one to ever go through something. <laughs> That's right. No, <laughs> you're not. You're not. That's right. You know, that's so, something you just said too. I'm sure you remember Rocky Graziano, the boxer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but on his, I'm pretty sure on his deathbed. He told his daughter, and I don't know what started it, but he said, let people be who they are. You're, you're not going to change people. And I remember my dad, used, he would tell somebody something, and he would try to explain it over and over. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell him to tell him, hey, Dad, uh, it ain't going to register. And I'm getting better about that. I'm not here to convince anybody of anything anymore. Right. Um, I, but, but it's still hard for me, I, and I let it get to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you talk about crying and stuff like that. I'm... You know, I've, I've become tougher with things. I'm handling some things mm-hmm. better. Um, but I want to ask you one final tough question. And, I, you know, I respect the hell out of you. And I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, so people forgive me. Do you ever get mad at God? Yeah, of course. If, you, if you've never gotten mad at God. That it's, means you didn't believe in him, maybe. Man, it, right. You, you, that's one. <laughs> but if you didn't get mad at that means that, you know, I, I don't know what, what life you was living, but you, you are human if you got mad at God. You know, because that means that there was something that you loved or cared about so much Thank that you. you would go there. Yeah, you know? exactly. <sighs> exactly. Yeah, man. How do you deal with that? Well, again, we're human. At some point, you come back to your senses. And and you you mad at God, but you're still praying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. So yeah. you're still praying, and at some point— you know, you get back to your senses and you just understand. Sometimes you're not going to understand. And, again, when you when you take a hit like that and you're, you're kind of cursing out God or mad at God, you know, again, I've learned to uh, readjust and, and, and push that pain somewhere else. You know what I mean? But in a way that I'm giving. You know what I mean? And so, oh, man, Mr. Lee is here today? Yeah, and, and in my mind, like, they don't even know that my aunt just died. Mm-hmm. You know, or something that happened, and they just know I'm showing up. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one more thing. Right. Like recently, we had a game, and this guy comes up to me, and he goes, "You know, I, I could be a good assistant coach for you." And I, I could, he started giving me all this. I said, "Man, God, I don't want to hear this. I've been doing this for 40 years. Man, I know this like back of my hand." And he probably thinks I'm a lousy <laughs> coach, and that's fine. You know, he's wrong, but but that's fine. But And I get touchy about that, to be honest with you, because I mm. work so damn hard at coaching or shows or whatever it is I do, okay? When people have an opinion of you, maybe not so much Lee the person, but, but in business, mm. they say, oh, man, Lee Davis don't know what he's talking about. Or as a person, how do you deal with that? Help me out. 
Honestly, I, I don't deal with it. I, you know, I, and I tell my sons this all the time. They have an opinion, they can have that. You're allowed to have that opinion. That's cool, but guess what? It's not going to affect the next person that I help or the next venture that I get into. You know what I mean? And now, if somebody has a valid point, I'll take that. Okay, you'll you know learn what I mean? from it. Okay. You know, criticism, if it's valid, I'm going to take it. We're going to dissect it, learn from it, see how to. But if you're just saying stuff just to say it, you know, if if I'm, you know, uh, the Steelers quarterback and they're booing, it comes with the job. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. It, it doesn't bother me. I've just gotten in such a, a, a great space in my life, man, that if, if if it's not about the kids or the community or helping somebody, man, I could care less what somebody's saying or doing or not saying or doing. How know? do you get to that space? Um, it, it takes a while. It takes a lot of learning from other people and, and like you, reading history and seeing how other people handle things right. and, and seeing people around you, how they handle, you know, and it's like, okay, I like that. I'm going to use that. You know, I, I like what I read. I'm going to use sure. that. Okay. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, again, man, my, I know what my mission, vision, and my purpose is, man, and I don't really let anybody get in, in the way of that. Well, Lee, I could talk. We're going to eat after this, so we'll talk <laughs> a little bit more. But I could talk to you all day. Love to have you back on this show again. You know I think the world of you. Man, and, likewise, and, and, and I appreciate I do. That. You know, sometimes I just hit you up just to say hello, just to let you know I'm thinking about you. And I respect you a ton. And, uh, and again, I'm not, I don't just say that about anybody. I, I think the world of you, so I appreciate you taking time to be on the show. It. And I know our listeners are better for listening to you today. And uh, Thank you. we'll have you back on again. I can't wait, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Thank you. Joe Hale, you're the best. I appreciate you, Steve. Looking forward <laughs> to having you back on the show. And uh, we as always, we appreciate all the listeners to the show. Uh, don't forget about all the other shows. I won't beat you up about that. <laughs> and as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. Tune in next week for more impactful business and life experiences with Claudio and Steve.